on first and 10. Jaron Hall's the quarterback. Jaron Hall's game right now. And with that, the Jaron Hall era officially began. It was two weeks ago today the BYU lost at Toledo and lost quarterback Zach Wilson to a hand injury. Today, Jaron Hall will make his first start as the Cougars quarterback as he faces South Florida. Hall is ready for his chance. Yeah, it is surreal, you know, just to be here finally, but, you know, hopefully to, to take it all in, put that aside, and just, you know, get to work and, you know, own, own this position now. While today it's South Florida, head coach Kalani Sataki believes it's his responsibility to make sure his team plays its best regardless of the opponent. More than anything, we need to see our guys play their best, and we haven't seen that. That's my job as a coach, to make sure that they're in a position to play their best this Saturday. It's time for BYU football as the Cougars face the Bulls on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU football is brought to you by Deseret First Credit Union. You know why? We show you how. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug. Smith's now has grocery pickup and online delivery to save you time. Also sponsored by State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. Now to bring you all of today's action, we head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is time now for today's Ken Garf Keys to the Game, brought to you by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen. Proud supporters of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Riley Nelson has three keys for today's game, BYU and South Florida. Key number one for the BYU Cougars today, to me, focuses around the intangibles or the non-physical aspects of the game. That is intensity, focus, and effort. Whenever team face adversity, as the close loss at Toledo was seen by most as a, a situation full of adversity, you need those in spades. So rely on the leadership of this team to be able to produce those um, and, and rally this team around for a productive uh, for a productive performance here today. Key number two, it's one that if uh, I hope that if we keep repeating, it will will itself into reality, and that is <laughs> stop the run. Every week you got to improve one thing, and for two or three weeks running, it's been to reduce the the other team's rushing attack. I think they can do that by mixing up the looks up front. If they stay in a 3-4, get the linebackers more involved in stunts and in filling those gaps. And one thing I believe strongly they need to do, a lot of keeping two safeties deep or high, invert one of them down to provide some additional run support. And then the last key, as we always tend to do at BYU, centers around the quarterback, is for Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall is well prepared. He is prepared personally, and he's been given the volume of practice reps. So it's time now for him to come out, be confident, play loose and play instinctual and if he does that I think there's enough support around him on this team that they can produce a win here today well any hope of getting out of October with a winning record rides on a win here today South Florida they won their last game but it was against a really uh, a struggling UConn team they're vulnerable South Florida is the Bulls are two and nine in their last 11 games against FBS opponents and both wins were over that UConn program USF like BYU starting a redshirt freshman quarterback. Jordan McLeod now is making his fourth start. Jaron Hall making just his first. Both guys are good runners, and McLeod, Riley, the kind of guy uh, with which BYU had trouble 
two weeks ago at Toledo when quarterback Mitchell Guadani got loose and really gave, uh, really gave BYU issues with his uh, his running ability, especially after halftime. The first half wasn't a problem. BYU was uh, averaging roughly uh, three yards per carry allowed against uh, Toledo with 64 rushing yards in the first half, and then somehow Toledo ends up with with uh, you know 200 plus another 200 plus game against BYU. And Jordan McLeod reminds me a lot of Guadani and his ability to get downfield. Most definitely. And one of the things running quarterbacks can do if they are experienced and somewhat skilled is limit negative plays. As I've watched McLeod in his previous starts and in his previous reps, his in-game reps, he's one that, and this is often referred to as a negative thing, but he's kind of one first read, second read, and then run. Well, one of the things about that is you don't hold the ball on, you don't hold on to the ball too long, exposing yourself to sacks. And two, you don't force the ball downfield, exposing yourself to potential interceptions. So even if you're tackled for a minor gain of one, two, or no gain, you have at least reduced the possibility of giving the ball up or a negative situation happening. So that's something that's worked in USF, allowed them to turn around and produce a couple of wins. And I think it's also, as you mentioned, Jaron Hall's very similar player with a very similar skill set and can bring that same element of reducing negative plays to BYU's offense. Jaron Hall, a right-handed quarterback, his blindside protector, his left tackle, Brady Christensen. Will you see, will you see a change in the guys alongside Christensen today? Uh, BYU starting left side will stay the same. Brady Christensen, Chandon Herring, and James Empey from left to right at center. But at right guard, though, there will be a change. Tristan Hodge is not available to go today. So Hodge won't play. And it was Clark Barrington and Harris Lachance competing all week. And it may be that Barrington gets the nod over Lachance. Both guys are freshmen. But Clark Barrington, a name not a lot of people know, they made today as he gets a, a pot- potentially a start at right guard. And then the right tackle remains Keanu Saliaponga. BYU's current O-line issues, down Hodge and also without Kiefer Longson, who's out due to injury, means a position change. And so we've seen Joe Tukawafu uh, slide over from a tight end to O-line, and this could be a move to stay for Joe as uh, the, the thought may be he's growing himself into a, a more of an O-line. And so look for those two changes up front for BYU today on offense. The t- uh, kickoff time today was, by the way, scheduled for 3.32 there's been a slide to about 3.36, we would think, Eastern time. So 1.36 back in the Mountain time zone. So we're not exactly ready for kickoff quite yet. Today's BYU game captains, and they're coming out for the coin toss in just a matter of seconds here. They are Kyle Griffiths, BYU tight end, who's from Windermere, Florida, the one Florida native on this team. He's BYU's Florida man. Jaron Hall will be the quarterback and a captain. Sawyer Powell from DB and Hayden Livingston from defensive back, and he's also the holder for BYU. Those are the four team captains, game captains for the Cougars today. The alumni flag bearers today, Jaron Hall's dad, Kalen. He ran into Kalen in the hotel lobby this morning, and back in the day when I was doing sidelines for Paul James, Kalen Hall was a running back for BYU. Now his son is the starting quarterback for BYU. So Kalen Hall is one of the alumni flag bearers. Bobby Griffiths, father of Kyle, will be another flag bearer. And former BYU baseballer Justin Sua carries out an alumni flag today. And the team flag bearers for the Cougars, Kyrus Tonga, defensive lineman Morgan Piper, DB, and Kyle Griffiths again, who is a tight end. And he'll be carrying out the Florida State flag. It was the uh, objective today. So good stuff going around for all the banner bearers for BYU. And the Cougars have just now taken the field. And for the first time this year, the All-Whites and with the conditions being what they are here today, hot, humid, uh, any any white I think is, is a good thing to have on your body today. As much reflection as you can do, be positive. Uh, South Florida will be by the, in white pants with uh, green jerseys, gold numbers, which don't, they don't show up very well. 
from a distance. Uh, it, it, you know, when the sun hits them right, maybe a little bit, and the nighttime game's not so bad. But in the daytime and the sunshine, these gold on green numbers aren't terribly visible. So we'll do our best to give you an accurate call today. But uh, I'm already uh, stressing a little bit just how much I can see or not see the Florida, uh, South Florida jersey numerals today. So the uh, USF captains and BYU captains coming out to midfield for the coin toss. And presiding over today's coin toss is our referee, Mike Catone. Mike Catone has the captains at midfield. He'll be shaking hands. We'll get down with Mitchell Jurgens and our field-level Mike to get the coin toss to you and find out which way this game will get underway. Captains greeting and shaking hands right now. Here's the referee. Gentlemen, I have a coin. The colored side is a hedge. The non-colored side is the tails. BYU, you're the visiting team. You get to call the toss. Heads, sir. Heads is called. Yes, I'm going to let it drop, okay? Yes, it is tails. Refer to the second half. Refer to the second half. You want the ball, right? Which goal would you like to kick to or defend? Just um, kick towards the... You want to kick that direction? Okay. So we're over here. So... All right, so the Cougars have uh, lost a toss, have elected to defer, will receive the ball to begin the game, and so South Florida will be kicking off from south to north, our right to our left. BYU will defend the goal to our left here at Raymond James Stadium. Home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so this green and gold team plays in a sea of red here, or uh, maroon, whatever color you choose to go along with the pewter of Tampa Bay, but either way, it is the Buccaneers' home stadium. The Bucks are in London playing the Panthers tomorrow morning, by the way. In fact, as my plane was uh, taxiing in to Tampa on Thursday night, the Buccaneers' charter was uh, filling up to head overseas at the very same time. So the Bucks are out of town. The Bulls are on the Raymond James Stadium turf, a natural grass turf. I'm ready to play here in Tampa. And uh, they've given out fans the kind you wave yourself with and almost everybody's doing just that it's a hot humid day and there are a lot of fans waving to try and bring a little bit of cooling into the uh, seating area here at Raymond James Stadium Spencer Schrader will kick off for USF and back to return for BYU Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier Katoa nice return at Toledo giving him a season average of 29.7 on his runbacks all right about to get this one underway here at Ray J, Raymond James Stadium. Spencer Schrader approaches. Katoa calls fair catch inside the five. So BYU out to the 25, giving us our first look at our America First Credit Union offensive starting lineup for BYU, brought to you by America First, Utah's top credit union. Starting quarterback for the Cougs, number three, Jaron Hall. It's his first start for BYU. The O-line left to right, Christensen, Herring, Empey, Barrington, and Sully Aponga. And indeed, Clark Barrington getting his first start. Maronella Ulu Pututau with Matt Bushman are the double tights in the set. And the wide receivers are Talon Shumway and Micah Simon, both to the wide side, left side of the field. The tailback is Emmanuel Esupa at your America First offensive starting lineup for BYU. And the Cougars open in pistol. Jaron Hall awaits the shotgun snap from James Empey. And before we can get that first snap, we've got whistles. And a brief announcement. Well, we don't have the microphone for the referee piped into our broadcast console yet, but you heard the call there. Delay of game on snap number one. Hmm. So BYU opens with a first down and 15 from the 20-yard line in the pistol. 
Jaron Hall claps the hands, takes the chest high snap, hands off to Emmanuel Asupa. And Asupa is swallowed up as he ran middle. Maybe a half yard is all. So second and long coming up for BYU. Antonio Greer Jr., the tackle for South Florida. Again, USF in the green jerseys, gold helmets, BYU in the all-whites, helmets, pants, and jerseys. Jaron Hall back to the gun. Shotgun, single back to the right hip is Emmanuel Asupa. Double tight, left and right. Jaron fires to the far side of the field. Catch made at the 30-yard line. Forced out as Talon Shumway. Five yards shy of the line to gain, so third down and five coming up for BYU. Yeah, that first down uh, delay of game was pretty unfortunate because they'd have had their first first down here. Instead, they face a third and medium. You mentioned in the pregame the struggles uh, thus far in the point in the season. Really important to set the tone for third down and critical downs on the first drive of this game. So third and five Cougars, third and long four officially, just outside the 30-yard line, and they go empty. Trips to the right, twins left for Jaron Hall in the gun. If you like quarterback draw here. Takes a three-step, surveys, fires, far side. Micah Simon catch at the marker and forced out with the line to gain, having been passed. Well done. First down for BYU. They go from first and 15 to move in the chains. The third down reception, Micah Simon makes the catch at the far sideline. With one yard to spare, the Cougars move the sticks. Lined up in an empty there, and it was man-to-man coverage. Jaron did a great job of identifying his matchup. He had Micah Simon on the safety, who typically are not as good as cor- covers as the cornerbacks or nickelback, converted for the first down. Jaron Hall now 2-for-2, two two, 15 yards. Again, Pisto Lopini Katoa behind Hall. Fakes the handoff to Katoa. Settles in the pocket. Throws to the swing, Aleva Hifo on the right side. Aleva Hifo into Mike Hampton, and Hampton throws down Hifo. Flag behind the play as Hifo gains seven yards on that first and ten. But after the play, trailing the play at the far side of the field, a flag was thrown. James Empey is pointing towards South Florida. I think there was some extracurricular activity going on as he was finishing a block or so. We'll see if he's right. Hopefully so. Personal foul, number 96 on the defense. 15-yard penalty to the end of the run. First down. James Empey and Riley Nelson had it perfectly. Kelvin Pinckney whistled for the infraction. So BYU's already moved it into South Florida territory. With the penalty aiding the spot down to the 41 of USF. BYU looking for his first possession score. BYU needs to get out in front a little more frequently. They're good with a lead generally, the Cougars are, but they don't score first very often in the Kalani Sitake era. First down and 10, BYU at the USF 41. Shotgun and Katoa to the right hip of Hall. The handoff to Lopini, and Lopini is upended after a short gain. He ran middle to the 37-yard line, and Devin Studstill, the Notre Dame transfer, tripped him up. Great hole there created by the BYU offensive line. Stud still came down. He was the safety, so he's lined up 10 yards deep and did a good job filling aggressively. This South Florida defense is extremely aggressive, but that can leave them susceptible to big holes at times. Pistol on second and six from the USF 37. Ball near hash. USF jumped and got back. Now there's all kinds of movement. Keanu Saliapanga maybe falls starting if they don't call the offside as the run goes left to Lopini for just a couple. Third down and four pending the penalty. And I think Siali Aponga reacted on the offside jump. So if you're threatened and you react, he you'll be offside. In the neutral zone, number four, five-yard five yard penalty, still second down. 
So the uh, USF D lineman who jumped threatened Saliaponga, hence Saliaponga's movement, even though the D lineman got back. Doesn't become a false start. It becomes the offside, and that's what the call was. Stand out of the 32-yard line. It sets up a second down and short. Second and long one for BYU. Jaron Hall comes up to the line, makes his call, steps back to the gun with uh, Asupa to his left hip. Twins to the right. Tight end and a wide receiver left the wide side for Hall. They motion Hefo. They play fake Asupa. Hall goes for the post and too far into the end zone. Incomplete. Intended for Dax Milne. It'll be third down and long one. I like that. Second and short means that you still have a manageable third and one. So it was a good time to take a shot to the end zone. The post was just, it was good coverage by South Florida. Post was just outside of the reach, a little bit long into the end zone. But I like the taking a shot to the end zone on that situation. In theory, a manageable third and one. BYU just four of nine on third and one this season. A suboptimal 44% on third and one. Third and long one here on BYU's first possession of the game. And it's a short snap to Hall. And Jaron Hall, on a half sneak, if you will, needed one, got two, and BYU moves the chains. Two like for, that. Two for two on quarterback sneaks from under center. It's uh, We're getting a trend here. We found a new option in the playbook. I like it. So BYU moves the sticks on uh, third down and one. And Jaron Hall now back to the gun and pistol with a Supa. 29-yard yard line of USF. BYU moving smartly down the field. They're on possession number one. Twins left, tight end right. Hall looks left and throws incomplete to Shumway. That's going to be a drop. They may call it a pass breakup, but I thought Talon had that in his hands on the slant and the drop at the 25. The ball falls to the turf. It'll be second down and 10. KJ Sales, again, may get credit for the pass breakup there, but I thought Talon had a catchable ball. And, and really, it was a good play by the DB, too, to make sure Talon couldn't haul it in. So as much of a pass breakup as it was maybe a drop there. Second down and 10 from the 29 of USF. BYU left to right here in quarter number one. Lopini Katoa, left hip of Hall, who's in the gun. They motion Hifo from right to left. Give to Aleva. Aleva on fly sweep, taking it left, is tripped up right as he tried to turn the corner outside the numbers to the far side of the field. It'll be a third and long for BYU with 11.32 to go in quarter number one. 0-0, BYU and USF. Cougars on their first drive of the day and in scoring territory. Patrick Macon on the tackle. Setting up now a third down and eight for the Cougars. South Florida's had a lot of players up near the line of scrimmage, really trying to mix up the, the looks for Jaron Hall in his first start, blitzing or dropping out. I, it looks like they're lining up here on third down in more traditional zone coverage. Officially third and nine right now. BYU's converted on third and one and third and four on this drive. Play clock down to five. Jaron back to the gun. Katoa to his right hip. Snap to Jaron. Looks to his left. Looks middle. Trying to take off. He's dropped back at the 35-yard line. Creates a longer field goal try as Antonio Greer Jr. has his second sack of the season. And BYU dropped back to the 34. So if they try for three, it'll be from 51 yards now. Sure enough, Greg, I said traditional zone look, but as they got down, as the play clock came down, the safety started creeping up, and they ended up blitzing, which added the pressure uh, that, that led to or resulted in the sack of Hall. BYU now attempting a Mountain America field goal. If the Cougars make it, Mountain America will donate another $500 to the American Red Cross. 51-yarder for Jake Oldroyd, career-long 54 earlier this season. Far hash, good snap, solid hold, kick is on its way. And it is through for three. So, after going 13 years without a 50-yard field goal, 
BYU has two in their first six games this season. Cougs will take it. 3-0. BYU on the 51-yard Old Royd field goal. 10-04 to go in the opening quarter. We're taking a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida, BYU 3, and USF no score. The BYU Cougars scoring on their first possession of the game for a second time in sixth games. Both scores were field goals. Time now for the Utah Port Producers pigskin scoring summary. BYU goes 42 yards over 11 plays and 4.56 off the clock. And ends the drive with a 51-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal. The pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah pork producers, providing safe and wholesome pork products to Utah families for over 25 years. Visit utahporkproducers.org. Interestingly, that's BYU's 10th drive of 10-plus plays this season. And BYU's yet to score a touchdown on any of those long drives. This one, another field goal, which take the points. BYU 11-4, by the way, in the Kalani Sitake era when scoring first. They have scored first and lead. 3-0. Skyler Southam now kicking off left to right, north to south here in Tampa. And this is returnable 1-2 yard line by Bentley Sanders. Comes outside the near numbers. Gets out to the 20. Still keeps the feet moving toward the boundary and the flag flies. Late hit out of bounds on BYU. And that'll put the ball at around the 38 or 39 yard line of Tampa. He was already kind of stutter stepping out and had stopped his forward progress when he was hit on the boundary. The two flags flew and that'll be a personal foul against BYU. That would be the indication, at least, on that kickoff return by Sanders. Really tough situation as he was tiptoeing on the sideline, as you alluded to, and dancing around. Personal foul, number 70, 37, late hit, out of bounds. 15-yard penalty out to the end of the run. First down. Let's give you now BYU's defensive starting lineup, courtesy of America First, Utah's top credit union. BYU across the front with Uriah Leatawa, Kairos Tonga, J.J. Nwigwe, and Bracken L. Bakri. The corners are Malik Moore and Isaiah Heron, so no Diane Gomolaku right now. We'll get you linebackers and safeties after first down and 10 for USF. Jordan McLeod in the gun. McLeod throws swing behind Jordan Cronkright, and that's incomplete pass. Isaiah Kafusi, one of the linebackers in the set, along with Kavika Fonua. Peyton Wilgar, Bo Tanner, and Austin Lee, the safeties. And that's your 4-3 on first down and 10. Goes to second and 10 for USF. And the no huddle puts Jordan McLeod back under center. In the gun. The handoff middle to Cronkite. The Florida transfer coming near side. Bit of a gap to get outside the 45-yard line. It'll set up a third down and five. Long five for USF. So no gain on the first down and completion. A gain of around five for Cronkite. And that's the way it was on second and ten. Setting up a third down and five at the USF 46. Ball near hash. Bulls go right to left here in quarter number one. BYU three, USF zero. First drive of the game for the home team. And we've got a false start on USF. Flags fly. It'll go to third and ten. False start. Number 74 of the offense. Five-yard penalty. Still third down. And that's the center false start. Got a little twitchy there, Greg. He moved the ball. So from the 41 of South Florida, third down and 10. Cougars a chance for an early three and out. That's really one area where the BYU defense has seen a major drop-off is in defensive three and out percentage this year. Chance for an early one. 
Jordan McLeod takes his drop, throws underneath, catch made, but not for the line to gain, at least not yet. Bryce Miller makes the catch and got more out of that than maybe he could have initially. Only about six, needing ten. So on fourth and four, USF will, you would think, punt away, but they are near midfield here. Punt team is out. So on fourth down four from the 46, USF will punt. BYU gets a three and out defensively. That's an early positive sign in the game. BYU leads. Aleva Hifo is back to return from Trent Schneider. Schneider, the 29-year-old Australian. Lots of Australians punting in the college game these days. And lots of older Australians punting in the college game these days. And Trent Schneider, after eight years as a construction worker, decided to give FBS football a try. Schneider awaits the long snap from Ian Deneen. Punt is away. What a bomb. What a bomb. And that'll get right to the end zone for a touchback. BYU out to the 20. First and 10 Cougars after this. We have 8.09 to go in quarter number one. BYU 3, South Florida 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. So BYU already operating with a new starting quarterback, a new starting right guard today. Did not have Diane Gonwoloku out at starting corner for BYU's first defensive series today. Let's head down to uh, Mitchell Jurgens on the sideline for a report on what's up with Diane. Yeah, so Diane Gunwalaku, he is, he is on the sideline uh, with his helmet off, so it didn't look like in that first series that he was expecting to go in and play in the game. I'm not sure if it's injury-related or just a coach's decision, but uh, I will try and find out more and, and have more to report on, on the Diane Gunwalaku situation. Thank you, Mitch. That's Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. But it was a defensive three and out for BYU on USF's first offensive series. BYU offense back on the field, 20-yard line. First and 10 as they move it left to right from our vantage point here at Raymond James Stadium. BYU goes with trips to the right. Hefo, Simon, and Shumway. The tight end left is Matt Bushman. Darren Hall in the gun with Emmanuel Asupa to his right hip. USF shows four on the line, six in the box. Handoff soup running left outside the far numbers for a gain of a couple, maybe three. Second and seven or eight forthcoming. Patrick Macon, the tackle for USF, the Oklahoma State transfer. Nine FBS transfers in the two deep for South Florida. Really impressed by their pursuit. They are a defense that plays with a lot of effort and making it tough to get easy yards for the BYU offense. Tied for third nationally in takeaways are the Bulls this season. Jaron takes a three-step, slaps the ball, looks to the right, takes off to the left, wrapped up and dropped at the 20-21 yard line. Loss on the play. Another tackle for loss for South Florida. South Florida, a top 10 team in TFLs, and they get one there. Greg Reeves starting defensive end with tackle for loss number 4.5 on the year. So from the 20-yard line, original line, Ball between the hashes, third down and 10 for BYU. 7.08 to play in quarter number one. Cougs up 3-0 on USF. James Empey readies for the shotgun snap. They go empty for Jaron Hall on third down and 10. Trips left, twins right. Snap to Jaron. Jaron immediately pressured and he's going down again. Another loss, this one of 10 yards. And on fourth and long, BYU's punt team coming out and they'll punt from near the end zone. So this very aggressive USF defense doing what it does, rack up the TFLs. Darius Slade and Dwayne Boyles Jr. combine to sack Jaron Hall back at the 10-yard line. Fourth and 20 with 6.30 to go in the opening quarter. 
They showed all-out blitz pre-snap, and they brought all-out blitz there. The protection in that scenario needs to be a five-man slide so that the quarterback, uh, the, the free runner, is furthest away. Unfortunately, they had a three-man slide, which allowed the lane right up the middle. Quick pass to Jaron Hall for the sack. Jake Oldroyd punting away and skies one. 35-yard line. K.J. Sales on the return. Splits the first two and gets out to the midfield line and beyond to the 47 of BYU. So a short field facing South Florida after this. First and 10 Bulls in BYU territory. Cougars 3 and USF 0. 6.03 to go in the opening quarter. You're listening to BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU fans, Bam Bam's Barbecue brings you authentic Central Texas barbecue. Try our tender, brisket, or mouth-watering pulled pork. Bam Bam's Barbecue, located just north of BYU's campus. Bam Bam's Barbecue, a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. Well, USF has gone back-to-back games before today without a field goal from either team being kicked. Well, the only score in this game is a field goal from BYU. Jake Oldroyd from 51 to put the Cougs on top 3-0. That was on drive one. Drive two went punt. And drive number two for USF is right now. First and ten at the BYU 48-yard line. Jordan McLeod in the gun. BYU gets good pressure up the middle. And running away from it is McLeod. Bobbles the ball. Cougars recover. It's a fumble. And the Cougars at the 44-yard line. Isaiah Kofusi on the fumble after Jordan McLeod put it on the turf. Boy, Greg, you mentioned the initial pressure that was put on McLeod. forcing on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. BYU first down. Forcing McLeod to escape out of the pocket. Bracken Elbakri was on a mission. For whatever reason, they decided to assign the running back. So there's probably 100 pounds of weight difference there. He ran straight through him, flushed him out of the pocket. And then as he was uh, stumbling to the ground, the ball came out first and 10 for the BYU offense. At the Cougar 44-yard line. And for Isaiah Kalfusi, that is fumble recovery number one on the year. And Sione Finau joins Jaron Hall in the backfield. The freshman Finau out of Kearns High School. Looking for his first carry as a Cougar. Will it come on this possession? Comes on first down and 10. Sione takes the handoff, but he's wrapped up for a loss on the play. Kelvin Pinckney with the tackle. That's a loss of one, maybe one and a half for Sione Finau. This defense seemed designed to rack up those tackles for loss you mentioned earlier, Greg. They had, at that time, seven men lined up on the line of scrimmage were able to get some penetration for the tackle for loss. So second down and 11. Finau stays in the game. In pistol with Jaron Hall awaiting the shotgun snap. USF jumps again. BYU reacts. The linemen were threatened. It should be an offside against the Bulls again. Hyper-aggressive, these guys. They've jumped a couple times already. That's penalty number four on USF. Should it stand that way? Offsides with contact. Number 46 on the defense. Five-yard penalty. Remains second down. BYU also does a great job with their cadence. It's a little unique in that they use the clap and the voice for two different uh, signals to snap snap the ball, and it's given 
the defensive front for USF some fits here early in the early going. So second down seven. BYU gets five back. Bootleg for Hall to the right. Still holding it. Now releasing it. Throws behind Moroni La Ulupututau incomplete. Third down and seven. He's throwing on the run toward the right sideline. 5.05. Clock stops with BYU leading 3-0 and facing a third down and seven. Still inside BYU territory at the 46. Late flag in, Greg. Looks like the line judge, he's signaling as he's talking to the umpire or the referee, illegal substitution. Eligible downfield, number 67 on the deep offense. Five-yard penalty. Remain second down. That's left tackle Brady Christensen. So BYU got five back on a penalty and loses five on a penalty. It'll be second down and 12. So stay second down, but back to second and 12. I like the play action of that last play. MLP had drugged from the backside, and uh, the pressure on Hall forced him to have to throw across his body, being a little bit errant there. Alevahipo single wide left, twins to the right, a shotgun split backs. One of the split backs, Katoa vacates, and they throw it low to him, and Lupini had to take it off the turf. Was it called a complete pass or incomplete? It was a low ball, and even if he caught it, he was tackled immediately. It'll set up third down and long, third and two. Must have been, it had to have hit the ground. So skipped to Katoa, an errant pass there. Third down and 12 now for BYU at the Cougar 41-yard line. Five minutes even to go in the opening quarter. BYU 3, USF 0. BYU had a field goal scoring first drive of 11 plays. Hunted on drive 2 on a fourth and 20. And now facing a third down and 12. Third and 12 for BYU. In pistol with a Supa trailing Hall. Snap to Jaron. Jaron takes off to the right. Still holding it, looking deep downfield. Stops near the boundary and goes down again. Another loss on the play. Another tackle for loss, and USF is racking him up again. Back at the 39-38 yard line. It'll be fourth down and 15. Rashawn Yates caught up with Jaron Hall, who sprinted to the right. Just couldn't find what he wanted downfield. That's a sack. No sacks are ever positive, but that's the mo- that's about as close as you can get to getting a positive play. You know, Jaron almost let one fly, but all of his receivers down the field were double covered as USF showed blitz, dropped eight into coverage. It was a three-man route for BYU. There was nowhere to go with the ball, so cut your losses, go down, and punt the ball back into deeper into their own territory. Punting away is Oldroyd. To Sales. Sales fair catch at the 16-yard line. Timeout on the field, so we will take it. 4-10 to play in the opening quarter. It is BYU 3 and USF 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. At the 20-yard line, give them the 21. So gain of four, second down six, South Florida. They go right to left in the opening quarter. Line of scrimmage right beneath us here as we're on the USF end of the field here at Raymond James Stadium. Play action, sprint right by McLeod. Sets to throw, now takes off to run. Gets a decent block in the middle of the field. Ultimately, doesn't get too far downfield. Peyton Wilgar, the tackle after a gain of about three. So third down and three coming up for South Florida. This first quarter clipping along. 3.30 to go in the opening stanza. BYU leading at 3-0. The first drive for BYU, a pretty solid one. Got into scoring territory. Ended up with three. The last two have resulted in punts on fourth and long. Shotgun for McLeod. Jordan Cronkright to his left hip. Trips to the right. Single wide left. McLeod throws down and in. Mid-ball may be deflected at the line. Falls incomplete. Tyrus Tonga getting a hand up. And it'll be three and out again for South Florida. 
the front four, and by the way, there have been majority of four-man front looks for BYU, so we talked about that potential change in the pregame, and it's proven true here, has done a ex- tremendous job of compressing the pocket around McLeod, also maintaining their rush lanes, forcing him to escape up the middle where there's help, but that time Kyrus did a good job getting his hand on the pass. The Australian former soccer goalkeeper, Trent Schneider, unloads another one. Hefo backpedals all the way to his 15-yard line. Clean catch there, being tracked well to the far sideline. Can't quite turn the entire corner as he's forced out at the boundary. And so BYU's offense back out on the field after the Hefo punt return. Here's a crazy number. BYU has snapped 16 offensive plays. USF has tackles for loss on five of them. Holy cow. A third of BYU's plays have ended in tackles for loss by South Florida. Now, USF, that's what they do. They're fourth nationally in TFLs coming in two today. But, wow, one of the things you expect to get with Jaron Hall is the ability to escape some of those losses. And so far, USF is just teeing off. Jaron Hall's rush numbers as a result are five for minus 18 right now. So on the season, he's minus 16 in rush yardage. Sorry, Greg, but when a defense is playing you that way, they will give you an opportunity for a big play. You have to not get flustered, stick with the game plan. One of them will pop eventually. Pistol with Hall trailed by Asupa. Asupa sweeping it right, feeling his way forward, looking for an opening, finding one forward outside the outside the hash right side for about uh, three. Set up second and seven for BYU. USF players slow to get up, but they are up. And one may come off the field here. He's hanging an arm. And now going down on the ground, he won't get off the field. Will not get off the field. That's Antonio Greer Jr., weak side linebacker for USF. Didn't look right, and then he just took a seat on the grass before he could get to the sideline. So a brief stoppage in play here with BYU looking at a second down and seven, 29-yard line of BYU with 2.34 to go in quarter number one. The Cougs have the early 3-0 lead. And BYU's got a good record when they score first, 11-4 in the Kalani Shitake era. But whereas BYU scored first 15 times, the opponent has scored first 29 times under Kalani Sitake. So BYU frequently playing catch-up, but they're playing as front-runners early today here in Tampa. The Cougars defending the goal to our left and coming our direction on the right side of the field, left to right here in the first quarter. Spectacular, sunny Saturday here in Tampa. Humidity in the... 40 to 50% range. Temps in the high 80s. Ball thrown down the far sideline into triple coverage incomplete for Gunnar Romney. So looking for a big chunk there, but nothing really open. It'll be second, a third down and seven for BYU. So Jaron Hall completed his first three for 23 yards. Is 0 for his last four. Third down seven BYU at the Cougar 29. Ball near hash. Hear the music, Greg. This defense is—they're hopping around. You know, this is what they thrive on—is to create some havoc and some chaos in these situations. Hopefully, BYU can manage and convert on a third and long. Jaron Hall in the gun with a Supa to his right hip. Trips left, single wide right. Jaron takes off on QB draw, having to navigate his way downfield, and he got the first down on third and seven. Took off and got ten. Great play call there. They showed, Like I said, they showed and were acting like they were going to blitz. They ended up dropping out again with a three-man rush. Jaron patiently picked his way through what were some very well-established and good blocks up front by his old lineman and his running backs was able to convert their good play call and good execution. First and 10 at the BYU 40-yard line now. Two minutes to go in the opening quarter. Ball set between the hashes. Hall to the gun. Soup to his left hip. Trips left. Tight end right. The run is right for Asupa. And he won't get much. 
back he'll lose again. So that's another tackle for loss for South Florida. A loss of one or two, Dwayne Boyles Jr. on the tackle. That's TFL number seven for him on the year. So back to the 38-yard line, second and 12. Tackle for loss number six for South Florida today. They average 10 a game, and they're at six in the first quarter. Pistol. Katoa trails Hall. Ball set near hash. Two receiving options left. Single wide to the right. The handoff middle to Lopini. He picks his way forward outside the 40 to the 42-43 yard line. That'll set BYU up for third down and seven. Third down and seven. Coming down to a minute to play in quarter number one. This is homecoming for South Florida. The Bulls on a four-game homecoming win streak. First of a two-game set with USF. The current two-game deal will expire in 2021 when the Bulls will play in Provo in late September. Here we go. Third down, long seven. Call it eight from the BYU 42. Clock now at 50 seconds. Play clock at 15 seconds. And empty for Jaron Hall. Trips left. Twins short side right. The hand clap for Jaron. The shotgun snap at his navel. Pressure from the right. Throws on the slant. Complete to Mike Simon. First down again for BYU. Simon with his second third down conversion of the day gets all the way out to the 46 of South Florida one of the fundamental rules of quarterback play if you can identify pressure throw towards it that's what Jaron did on that play USF late to get defenders on they're confused as the handoff goes Katoa and flags fly on that late substitution by USF so that first down run to Katoa is short just a few yards to the left but a flag flies from the field judge as USF was scrambling to get guys on and off caught him with 12 men I believe Should be an illegal substitution call. Illegal substitution. 12 men on the field on the defense. Five-yard penalty. Replay the down. So they'll redo first and 10. Penalty number five against South Florida. So the short gain from Katoa is wiped off, and that'll be it for, or will it? Now they'll get one more playoff here. The clock is stopped and now is wound. And they may, they may like to let this quarter come to an end. So with the clock winding, the offense is going to walk to the sideline. They'll do it in quarter number two, it appears. Yep, the quarter is going to run out. So after 15 minutes, BYU shutting out South Florida. 3-0 our score. We're taking our end of quarter break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.